It, it didn't say. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 is on. What's up, everybody? You having a good day? Hopefully yeah. you're having a good day. It's Tuesday. Titans uh, win in the rearview mirror. The Buffalo Bills loom on the horizon. Ooh, the Bills Mafia, man. Bills Mafia. Hey, don't sell your tickets to the Bills. I know they're worth a lot of money, and they'll pay anything. Come on, man. Don't let them come in and take over the stadium. Oh, no, no, no. They're going to represent It's Monday night. We're going to be on TV, man. Titans fans are going to represent? Can, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, they will. Let's get they this. They always do. They think you're going to kick them to the curb, man. Mm-mm. Kick yeah, the got, Bills fans to the yeah, curb. Oh, yeah, we won't be a pregame, by the way. Yeah, so I can't kick them to the curb, but... Yeah, I, I kick him after the game. <laughs> well, I'll throw him off, you know, so they can, you know, break some uh, tables again. Uh, they're going to bring tables. And they're going to have a good time. Those those folks have a fantastic time uh, for sure. But let them have a good time outside the stadium. Good time on Broadway, right? Not inside the stadium. Keep it tight and friendly in there. Yeah. Well, there's there's some humdinger Monday night football games in the past here that I've seen. I mean, just craziness over there. It needs what, to be like what was that. that a, a thir- when, when we played them last year, what was that on a Thursday night? Wednesday was night? Tuesday night. I was going to say, let's go to our show, day. Remember Lucas, because Lucas stores all of the memories that we have. It was it was an odd night, right? You said Tuesday. Yeah, because right. the Bills were complaining. Oh, all, they, all the COVID stuff with the Titans. Yeah, the COVID. Yeah. If you're a Bills fan, you don't hate anything more than the Tennessee Titans because you lost to them because of COVID because you didn't get to play when you wanted to play. So it was Tuesday night. So there's, that's why but that happened. They had to show up. They did have to show up, and then that Music City Miracle thing, which if you think that was a forward pass in any way, you're lying to yourself. It wasn't. People always look at where Frank started and where he wound up, and and Dyson stayed in the same place and caught the ball. Well, by the time Frank threw the ball, somebody was hitting him. Where where, where the ball was released. I had to learn that, too, because I was like, ooh, that's going to be close. In real time, it doesn't look close. No. But – all you have to do is watch it in slow motion. But everybody's watching the body. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the biggest miracle about the whole miracle. They didn't blow it dead. They let the play go. Because if you look at it in real time, it's like Frank just threw the ball five yards forward because that's what it looks like in real time. Nope. And for anybody who says it was a lateral, it was backwards by just a tick. I know. No, that's not what Adam Schefter said. Hey, screw that guy. <laughs> And you know me, I like everybody. <laughs> Screw that guy. I don't even follow him on Twitter. I can just he still Adam says the, the, that that's a bills. forward pass. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't a forward pass, you uh, goofball. Yeah, <laughs> anybody with two working eyeballs, and if you're like, I know there's one guy from Buffalo who lives in Nashville. I met him one time when I was out. He played with him? No, but oh. he's just from there, and he's like, I listen to y'all, but anytime y'all talk about that, you know you're full of crap. I'm like, we're not full of crap. I used to do some freelance work for Fox 17. I've seen every video. Angle. I've seen every camera angle of that play. It is a backwards. It's not even sideways. It is slightly backwards. It is. It's slightly backwards. Well, ultimately, they, you know, their special team coach got fired, sure and the did. players, you know, you got to know, you got to play uh, outside in and, and do your responsibilities. You can't be just running the ball. I think they just were convinced that the the game was going to be over, and uh, we had that play drawn up way before that game. And all of you, you've told the story. Like yeah. everybody practiced it at one point or another, yeah. were part of the play yeah. just in case. Mm-hmm. And Dyson was like the third guy yeah. uh, that day, even. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, even be- the year before I got to the Oilers organization, Frank Wright was even part of a big comeback against the Titans. So that was kind of payback for the 
the Titans going, you know, from back in 92. I think it was 92 uh, playoffs. Yeah, biggest comeback. As far as the playoffs, but yeah. Biggest comeback in NFL history. They had them beat by like 30-some. I remember I was in college. I was watching that game, and I turned it, I think, to another game. I think it was the Cowboys versus somebody. I can remember my apartment. But, uh, yeah, so that was kind of a a payback there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was funny. I was just watching a video of me against the Bills in that game the Music City Miracle game, and I thought about I was going to tweet this out. I got to find it again. <laughs> I jumped up in the air. You know, it's when you jump up in the air, and it's one of the ones when you go, uh-oh, I don't want to jump, <laughs> and I'm already up. And then uh, I got clipped by my foot up in the air, and I come tumbling down by Thurman Thomas, and I come tumbling down. I feel, man, you know what? I should tweet this out to them and say, this is like what it feels like when you're jumping Onto a table and your bills mafia. <laughs> <laughs> I got halfway. I was like, "Oh no, Thurman I'm not going to." I was actually, it. I was literally going to jump over Thurman Thomas. I was going to jump over. Okay. I, 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 I disguised and came on a blitz, and I'm coming on the outside. And as I'm going up, I go, "Uh oh, I'm not going to make it." <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to jump over him. I mean, he didn't die. He was standing straight up. Oh. I was going to jump over a standing guy. He was there because he could block. I was like, yes. I'm not going to go right into him. I'm not going to be able to make a play. Either I'm going to jump up and try to knock the ball down, or I'm going to jump over him. Okay, but where his head would be and where your abductus lungus region is. No, he caught, like... he caught my foot. Oh, oh. He caught so my you foot. were that high? Oh, come on now. What? <laughs> yeah, he over caught... a standing human yeah, being. And, I, and I, I stopped myself, and I wish I wouldn't. I wish I would have just kept rising. I didn't. I was. I'm still mad at myself for that. <laughs> you stopped yourself from levitating over Thurman no, Thomas. I, ooh, I was like, oh man. I either you got to be all in. I'm gonna go over. Or don't try to in midair think you're gonna change your mind. You have no control. I'm not a ballerina or a basketball player. <laughs> Did you land on your head? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. I went ear first. Ear first. Boom. I was like, oh man, that it feel good. And that field was a rock. It was tough. That was about as uh, hard uh, as uh, hitting Antoine Smith that day, too. Uh, I, was, I was a little jacked up that day. Oh, well, playoff run we were. Yeah. A- Antoine Smith was a good player that nobody remembers for the Mills. Ooh. He was a good player. Backed oh. up a Hall of Famer, and he was a really good player, too. Oh, I was hot as fish grease that game to he, get him. He, oh, he the, got you. Oh, no, he got me the time before, the oh. game before. Oh, so you looked through your notebook like people to get. Yep, and he was on the got. He go get got. Did you get him? Oh, I got him. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He was on that list. Yeah, well, in fact, you know, you you get got. I mean, that happens. Sure. You know, he like you know, he almost Corey Dillon me. Yeah, it was almost one of them ones where he's kind of rolling me. Like after he runs me over, he's like, "Hey, you're in my way." <laughs> I was like, "Oh," and just think going to watch that film the next day with your teammates, and you get one on one splattered by the guy with the ball. You going to tackle him. He sees you. Yes. You see him, and he just, like, runs right through you like you're not there. <laughs> was he 23 also? Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So everybody paid that day. Yeah. I, I I got peerless price. Uh, I hate to say that, UT guys. Yeah, I got him on the sideline. I I, I tried to. Uh, Had he gotten you, or you just got him? No, everybody was going to get got that day. Oh, okay. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, it didn't matter. Just the whole roster, you just put it's a big X like, over Yeah, once it. I get everybody. got by one person, you all have to pay because oh, yeah. I, I, I may not have a chance to get it. <laughs> so I'm going to have to get it. I'm taking it out on your teammate. Yeah. It, whatever motivation I needed to get mad, that was it. Let's. Uh, Deborah yeah, is all on the great, line. All great players, too, by the way. Really great. great. Yeah, uh, great Deborah is on the line. She wants to talk about Bill's fans. Hey, Deborah. 
Hey, how you doing? Can you hear me? Oh, we yes, can. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, I just want to tell you guys, y'all were talking about us, um, the fans, you know, being at the game. Of course, unfortunately, me and my friends that were faithful fans, and we've been going for 20 years or more as four girls. But anyway, the last game we played the Bills, we were coming out of the stadium on top of them being so rude when we were at the game. They were just so disrespectful to us. But there was a couple walking beside us, and a gentleman, my friend, smoked. One of them did, but we don't. And she had just lit a cigarette, and the man come up and literally took the cigarette out of her mouth and started smoking it. And that's what kind of people they are. Ooh, wow. Okay. Oh, Trash Talk Tuesday. Yeah, Ebra just got off the top rope. Uh-huh. That's what you got to do off the top rope. See, I would mm-hmm. be thankful that guy tried to stop Deborah's friend from getting lung cancer. <laughs> he decided to take <laughs> I think, that mantle I think on. That for was her, her option, but, <laughs> but not his option to take it out of her mouth and put it in his mouth. No, no don't he do really that. Be doing that no, what are you doing, man? Come on, man. He must have had one too many. I would assume. Wow. A real fair <laughs> chance of that. Uh, all right, we got to take a break. Coach Mack is coming up. We don't like to wait for the Mack attack. That is next. Coach Dave McGinnis on Blaine and Mickey, 104.5. The Zach, but off the top rope. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5. The Zone. It's time for the weekly Mack attack. Coach Mack joining us. Coach Mack, Lucas said you're already diving into the Buffalo tape. Um Let's look back at a little bit of the Jags tape, though. It was interesting. Derrick Henry, coach, had 31 yards at the half. He had 99 in the second half. What were the t- – well, first of all, how are you doing, coach? And second of all, what did the Titans do in the second half that made them so much more successful running it? Kept giving it to him. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 the nature of Derrick Henry. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you just keep giving it to him, and finally defenses start to wear down. I mean, you could see that in the second half. I mean, it's not anything new that, that we haven't seen since Derrick Henry has been on this this incredible now two-and-a-half-season tear that he's been on. Because the first half, people are going to load the box. I mean, when you're listening to the broadcast, that's all you hear me say. There's eight people up. I mean, it's a solid front. They're dropping safeties down. You know, they're, 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 they're squeezing the interior. I mean, they're doing everything they can. I mean, you know, Derrick Henry and this offensive line, this blocking unit, has worked against eight-man fronts more than any team in the league on a consistent basis. So you just keep giving it to him, and that's what has to happen. You have to be patient enough, and you have to bow your neck enough as a play caller and as an offense to know that everything's not going to be successful from the start when everybody's gunned up. But this guy gets stronger as the game goes on, and it's not true for the people that are playing against him. Yeah, and every week, Coach, we get that stat dump from the Titans about, like, he's the first guy in history to do this, and he's the third guy to do this. In the first sense, it's always like O.J. and, you know, Eric Dickerson and Barry Sanders and Walter Payton. We're even bored of just him setting things, setting records in a league that's 101 years old or 102 now, and he's still doing things that have never been done in history. Yeah, don't get bored by it because, I mean, it's it's special. As I said, I first came into this league – you know, on a team with Walter Payton, and you never get bored with it, and then you you got to appreciate it when when you have it. And the the thing that's that's important about it that, to know is is that he's doing it in an era right now as, as to when a lot of people don't commit to the run, and and you're not able to to see this, this type of of carries by by a back. But uh, and it all goes back, guys, and it's not anything that you guys don't know, and our listeners don't know either, because they're very sophisticated and dialed into what, you know, 
uh, Derrick Henry is all about. It, 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 this guy is superbly conditioned. I mean, we've all seen, you know, all the workout videos during the offseason, and it's not just for show. It's for real. And so, yeah, don't get bored with it because it's special. Coach Dave McGinnis joining us right here on Blade and Mickey, brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Need great health care coverage at an affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered. Well, Coach, we know you love breaking down film and looking at the film. Kind of take us through what the Jags were doing uh, to able to run the football so well with, with Robinson being that he's an exceptional back, by the way, too. Well, he's a good he's a good back, uh, Blaine. I mean, you've played defense for a long time. It was more what the, the Titans were not doing. First mm-hmm. of all, you know, they, 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 they had some gap violations, tremendous gap violations, <laughs> violations. Uh, you know, to, to, to begin with. I mean, that, that, that's just what it is. And then tackling. The Titans did not tackle well in this game. I think Mike Vrabel, you know, said that with, after film review, they had 15 missed tackles. tackles. That doesn't work in the National Football League. Any athletes you play against as an opponent in the National Football League, offensively, they are going to have playmakers, and they're going to have people that are going to be able to really hurt you, first of all, if you're not in the right place, and second of all, if you don't tackle well. And, you know, with 15 missed tackles, you know, consistently when, when I'm doing the, the broadcast, the things that I say, you know, a lot of it talks about if teams are going to raise up and just throw the ball, you know, uh, a short, you know, on, on, on your defense, what do you have to do? I mean, what do you have? You have to spot tackle. You have to spot tackle. And when you start missing tackles and it becomes infectious on a group, it can be devastating, but you can't. And Mike Vrabel said this, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. You can't survive playing run defense like that mm-hmm. in the National Football League. And so they've got to get that straight. Now, run defense is something that's very easy to, 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 to fix and to counteract as far as just structurally, because you can see who's in their gap, who's out of the gap, who's not shedding the block, who's staying stuck too long, you know, who, who's, who's voiding a gap, who's trying to run behind a block, or who's out of position. Those things structurally you can fix. Then you have to fix them fundamentally and foundationally and physically on the field, and it has to start during practice. It really starts during that film session after the ball game. You know immediately what the problems are, and it's, mm-hmm. you can fix it, you have to, but you have to fix it before the next game starts because people have the same film. Yes, it's one of the things that would frustrate me uh, so much as a coach, and, and that is not doing your responsibilities. And I'm not talking about execution. I'm talking about just doing your job. So, you know, missing tackles are things that happen, but not being in the right gap is fundamentally just on you as a defender. Uh, and so that that would used to, <laughs> to eat at me, and I can't imagine how the, the coaches uh, feel about that. But there's a question I want to ask you is, how do you know as a coach offensively and defensively when your team is getting close to to putting it all together, are there any tell signs at practice? Like I don't feel like the Titans' offense have been in rhythm. I don't feel like the defense have put it all together as well. So I'm just wondering over time, how do coaches, especially the head coaches, know that they are in a groove and that you know now that everybody understands where they're supposed to be? Well, let's talk specifically about this team. The first thing is this group hasn't been together yet. Mm-hmm. because of injuries and the massive amount of injuries and where they've hit and when they have hit certain position groups, you have not had your full complement of players that you wanted to have at the, from the start of the season. You have not had them together yet. You know, I, I, I've just, I just turned the, the, the Buffalo film off when I came on with you and I was just watching this. Well, you know, their offensive line played 100% of the time in there. And, and, and you've got to have some continuity, especially when you get – to this time of the year, when I start looking at teams throughout throughout the league, when I'm studying them, who who is still playing with their original starters? So the first thing is 
Blank. To be able to get that continuity, you have to have everybody there. And and unfortunately, because of the injury issues that the Titans have have suffered this year, you know, with an unprecedented 21 players at one time uh, last week on the injury report, you haven't had everybody there. It's hard to get continuity when your players aren't there. What were your thoughts of, of Trevor? And does he remind you of a, a former quarterback in this league uh, before that you faced or even coached against? No, I, I, I've never seen a six-six guy that's got got that much quick twitch and that much athleticism. Mm. You know, normally your your you're taller guys, you played against them in, in in your career. Your taller guys sometimes are a little bit immobile, you know, just because of the way it works. You know, but you have a guy this big. This guy's an, a superb athlete. He throws a very catchable ball. The thing that I like about him, and and uh, you know, just watching him progress throughout, the, he is he is very very. It's hard to it's hard to fluster him. You can look, he's a very composed dude back there. Because, look, this guy's been a highly successful quarterback and an athlete, you know, since he started playing. You look look at his, his winning percentage in high school, look at it at Clemson, and now he's experiencing some things he's never experienced before. But the the the, the I, they've got a generational quarterback there. If they can get if they can get everything else fixed around him and plus just get the just get the atmosphere fixed around him. I mean he's He's operating right now in a, in a pretty dysfunctional atmosphere right now, if you want to just be honest about it. This guy's a generational talent. He's going to be a problem for years to come, twice a year in the AFC South for us. Mm. Well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Coach, we always do game balls on the show on Tuesday in the segment after you, and uh, I was going to give my – I'll let the cat out of the bag. I was going to give my special teams one to Joe Jones, who was a linebacker. That dude hadn't played in a game. He was a special teams demon on that kick coverage on Sunday. It's fun to see a guy just show up and take care of his responsibilities and shine when he gets his opportunity. Yeah, first of all, I like your nomination, and, and he deserves the game ball. And for this reason, too, guys – this being able to cover kicks, both kickoffs and punts, were of a huge part of this game plan going into this week because number 39 back mm. there is a dude. Yeah. He's a real dude now, and they did a tremendous job. Craig Arkerman and his, and his special teams group, and they worked on it all week. I watched them. I mean, it, it was very, very important to be able to get down there and eliminate him because in a ball game, you know, they, Mike Keith said it very well on the broadcast, after the game was over, that the Jaguars kept nipping at the Titans' heels throughout that game, and all you were all you needed was one explosive play, you know, out of the return game, and you would have had some problems. So I love the fact that that that, that is your that that is your game ball because it was it was important, and that the entire coverage team was extremely important. And for a guy, and for, look, here's what happens when you get your chance, do your job, and you may have that job for a while. I, I love your nomination there, Mickey. I appreciate that, Coach. Um, so, th- third play of the game, uh, the rookie, Molden, gets to play, puts his helmet right on the football, knocks it out. Byard picks it up and, and runs it in. The Titans get a touchdown. For all of us who only saw the play on TV or saw the replay, it seemed like such a bang-bang play. I was really surprised they didn't overturn it. I didn't know if you guys got a better explanation or had a better angle. I know it was – I think if they called it not a catch, it would have been hard to overturn, and maybe that's the way they looked at it. But I was really surprised that play stood. Yeah, I didn't need an explanation. Here's what it was. They were two-by-two, 11 personnel, split out two-by-two. And he uh, he wanted to originally on on the snap, they were playing zone defense. And what he wanted to do, he wanted to throw the out to the left side. It was covered very, very well. The underneath coverage buzzed out underneath it. So he came back to his check down. 
you know, to his to his to his tight end. And what really what really generated the start of that play was I always talk about directional delivery keys in zone defense. You know, Molden did a great job of directional delivery key and triggering. You know, before when the directional key came that way, he triggered before it was thrown. Here's here here was the, the mitigating factor in that. And I've 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 talked to to officials that I know already on it. But you know, I I, I said immediately in the booth, I said that's going to stand because he caught it. He had five points of contact on the ball. The ball was never moving. He had five points of contact, had tucked it in, and he dipped his shoulder to turn up field. And the other thing that was good about it was molded and triggered, and then he got his head across the bow, as you talk about in coaching, and then he put his face right on the ball. The other part of it that was big, too, is anytime that ball's on the ground, ask Blaine, what you're taught defensively, pick it up and go with it and let the officials sort it out. The other thing that was good about it, the other defensive players, they immediately went to sudden change and turned and blocked. Huge play in the ball game. Correct call by the officials. There was no doubt in my mind it was going to stand. Well, I want to add to that because I, I wanted you to kind of explain to me what is actual a football move. Uh, and I heard you guys explaining it, uh, I think, uh, to somebody else. But I wanted to kind of hear that from you because I didn't think he made a football move. Even if you turn and kind of get in a position – is that considered a football move? It absolutely is, and the key to that was, and the way it's been explained to me, Blaine, and I, is he had he had I talk about five points of contact. He had total possession. A lot of the football move stuff is when is when they're still not in possession of the ball, or it's still not a solid. It was a solid catch, and when he turned and lowered his shoulder, that was the football move. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the coach Matt getting the Mac attack here on Blaine and Mickey. Yeah, Coach, that uh, great clarity there uh, for me. Now let's move on to, I guess, the Buffalo Bills and the Bills Mafia. Man, what have they done since week one uh, losing to the Steelers? Now the Steelers have gone the other direction, and the Bills now have taken flight. What has been the, well, the first, change from then yeah, to yeah. now? Yeah, first of all, Blaine, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I've been yeah. I've been drilling and, and grinding on these guys. This is the best team we played since the team we played in the opener. They're better than the Cardinals because they're more they're a more mature team than the Cardinals. First of all, they, they they've got great health going on this on this team. You look through the roster and see what's going on. They've got they've got, you know, guys that have been playing from the start. They're still playing right now. You know, I start charting snap counts for guys that have played. And and here's the other thing. When you break down this game and you and you look at it, uh, the the offense the the offense, okay, it, in their last ball game they only played 57 snaps. The defense played 86 snaps. So they were highly productive on offense when they were in there because they were wearing out, you know, the, the Chiefs defense. And the other thing about this defense that the Bills are playing right now, Les Frazier, again, very, very close with Les Frazier. Yeah, me too, coach me in Philly. Yeah. I know, yeah. And I've known him since 1986. He was going to be my secondary Bears. coach when I was head coach of the Bears for six hours and didn't know it for three. And so, I mean, I've, I've known less, you know, very well. You've been with him. You understand what a really good football oh, coach he is. And also, he's even a better person. And what being. he, what, yeah, great human being. And what, what Les did this game, he didn't blitz one time. He yeah. brought, he, he, he covered, he, he rushed with four and he covered, he played, he played cover four, a little bit of sprinkling in, a little cover two, a little Tampa two, some middle of the field man, but still three man rush with a low hole rat. And 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 a single high safety, but he just kept he kept playing rope a dope with that Chiefs offense. They played a lot of snaps. They didn't give up a lot. They didn't give up any explosives. That was huge on that. And so when you look at them, 
you you look at a, at, a, at a at a football team that really understands what their what their nature is and the the way that they're going to win ball games. And plus, this quarterback is playing as well as any quarterback going. And right now, his running ability, we all knew about it coming into the league. Everybody questioned his accuracy. Well, now he's got an accuracy down now. So, I mean, and Mike Vrabel said it very well. It's like having a wildcat offense, but the guy that's playing the wildcat can throw for 350 yards. Normally when you have the wildcat, the guy can't throw it 10 yards in front of him. This is completely different. And so they're a healthy football team, they're on a roll, and they've got an identity, and they play to that identity on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I want to add to that and, and get your comments. I saw him running uh, like a Lamar Thomas, I mean, uh, you know, Lamar-type running uh, plays at quarterback, and maybe they stole it from the Ravens uh, last week versus the Chiefs, as well as their front four, let's call them the front eight in the rotation. Man, they get after the quarterback, so they don't feel like they have to blitz a lot. No, they don't, and they've got a rotation of guys in there. I mean, I, when I do it, I've got I've got the snaps of all of these guys down here, and I mean, I don't I don't want to belabor that that that, that point, but uh, you know, Oliver Oliver uh, played sixty three percent. Hughes played about sixty percent in my calculation. Uh, Luta Lele played about sixty percent. Uh, uh, Rousseau, their, their rookie, played forty two percent. The Obadi. Uh, the defensive end, 40%. Everybody I'm talking to you about now, Zimmer, their defensive tackle, 35%. Uh, Epinesa, the kid from Iowa, played about 35%. Uh, uh, Basham, their defensive end, yeah. about 30%. Addison, their defensive end, about 30%. I've named all those guys, and look <laughs> at the number of percentage of the plays they've played. Yeah. They roll them in there. And so if you're going to rush with four, I've been a defensive coach on teams that, that were a four-man rush primarily, but you have to be able to roll people in here, you know, roll in there to be able to do that because if you don't, they get gassed. But they've got enough guys, as, as evidence just by those percentages I have given you, that they can roll guys in there. That's why they can do that. Well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. Man, Coach, uh, so much good stuff. We got a question from Shane in the Zone TV chat, and there's a little more to it, but he's basically saying – can Coach Mack explain what he saw with Rashawn Evans uh, on the game on Sunday? There were a couple of plays people put up on social media where one goal line play where he kind of dove through the line. And, and I heard Coach Vrabel actually say on the on his show last night he was expecting a quarterback sneak, and that's what he was trying to play. There was a that fifty eight yard play. It looked like he looped inside, and and the running back got outside. What what did you see with Rashawn Evans? Yeah, because I wasn't sure. I didn't know if he was supposed to shoot the gap because he started creeping up. So you never know. The video can deceive a lot of people. You don't know what the play was called. Let's go to goal line first. I mean, I you know, coach linebackers for hundred years in this league. He was playing the sneak, yeah. which you know really if 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 they if if Jacksonville was doing what you should have done, they should have run the sneak. Yeah. All right, you got a six-six quarterback that's a blade of grass away from the goal line. That don't try to hand it to a back to go to the perimeter. Guess what? Doesn't work. All right. So anyway, he was he he did completely right. That's what I would have my middle linebacker do on that goal line situation. Try to try to go and hit the guy in the face when he tries to jump over and stick the ball out. You know how they always do, right, Blaine? Yep. Try to yep. try to go hit him in the face. That's what he was doing there. The long run, he was out of position. Mm-hmm. You know, and here here's what here's what I always you know told my linebackers, and again. If you're going to run underneath a block, I don't, it doesn't, if you're going to run underneath a block rather than crossing the face on a run play, if you're going to run underneath a block, it's just like a defensive back blame. If you're going to reach with the offhand, not, not, not the, not the ball hand, if you're going to reach with the offhand, you better be sure you can hit the ball. Mm -hmm. If you're going to run underneath, you better be sure you can make the play. 
Yeah, absolutely, Coach. Uh, great stuff. Great stuff as always. Uh, ought to be a foment on Monday night. Did you like Monday night games when you were uh, when you were in the league? Absolutely loved them. Mm. Absolutely loved them. You know, when I was first with the Bears, we played three in every year because it was the Bears. Right. But I abso- I absolutely love them because look, you're in this business for two reasons. Number one, you're in this business because you, you absolutely love the competition, and number two, you like everybody seeing what you're doing. So, did I like uh, Monday night games? Absolutely loved them. Well, we're going to have a fun one here in Nashville against the Bills. Coach Mack, great stuff today. Thank you, as always, for the time. Guys, I always enjoy being on with you guys on Tuesday afternoon. See you. Yes, appreciate sir. it, Coach. Oh, that was fun. Uh, man, that was good. Uh, Shane, appreciate the question in Zone TV mm-hmm. chat. Remember, when we got Mack on. You can always call. You can ask a question on the chat. Coach Mack loves not only our questions, he loves yours, too, and we love for you to ask them. Uh, when we come back, game balls. You want to give away a game ball or two or three uh, for the Titans' effort against the Jaguars, Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline open, 615-737-1045, at Blaine and Mickey on Twitter or in the Zone TV chat. Blaney Mickey 1045 The Zone. Uh, 3HL coming up next. They are Buffalo Wild Wings in Smyrna on Sam Ridley Parkway. They got Jeremy McNichols, the man called McWeapon, going to join them. So they're going to eat wings and talk to a uh, heck of a good football player and have a good time. So if you're in Smyrna or you want to be in Smyrna, yeah. go hang out at the football feast with 3HL today. That'll be fun. Yes, you have you have yeah. been championing Even when they guy. cut him, I'm like, man, why did they cut him? Right. Remember I said that? I'm like, man, I don't know. I think they messed up on that one. Somehow that dude, he found his way back on the roster. He didn't play as much as his offense then. But. Kudos to him, though. Like, yeah, okay, man, with it. I'm keep did. my apartment in town because y'all going to call me back. And they did. And now he has a role on the team. He's the leading catcher, Some pass catcher on the team. Persistent guy. Yeah. I got, and then he he looks, uh, looks good to get over. I was really concerned when he got uh, rolled up on, too. Uh, he got hit, like, right there on that ankle. Yeah. And uh, kind of got a blimmed up. But he came back in the game. So he may be resting a little bit or, you know, make sure he's ready to go on Monday. Yeah, we will get uh, get injury reports tomorrow. We'll keep you updated on all that. All right, on Tuesday, we give game balls. And Lucas said a bunch of people called and said, I would like a ball. No, we, <laughs> we give like ceremonial game balls to Titans players. Uh, if we had them what to give to you, Lucas? What you know that we would. If we had them to give to you, we I, would I give them to you. I can see how that was mistaken as a giveaway. Giving okay. away game balls on the other side. I'm surprised it took up until today for that to happen. I've yes. never fielded those calls before. Oh. Been doing it for a few weeks. Our director of content, Blaine Bishop, said, you know what would be fun? Give give game balls. Pick our players of the game. Oh, we'll do that. We all do get the content. Man. Kathy <laughs> in Portland, though, would like to go first. And we want Kathy yeah, in Portland did. to go yeah. first. Kathy, thank you for calling the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline and yeah. Blaine and Mickey. Yeah, Kathy, you guys give us your special team game ball first, though. Yeah. All right, well, thanks. Uh, I listen to you all all the time, and I, I love the show. And thank you. uh when you said you were giving game balls, I knew I had to try to get that for my grandson. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. But, Sorry, Kathy. Uh, the game ball, as my grandson says, he gets pushed down too much. Ron Tannehill. I, I mean, this has been going on for the past three years. The offensive line, we've got to do something better because mm. that guy never complains. He just goes in there and does his job. I don't know how he does as well as he does. And it's a shame that he is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL and that's, that's, that's not a statistic we want. So please give the game ball to Ron Tannehill. I like it. 
<laughs> yes, oh, a real one. I like that. Ooh, Ryan Tannehill. She's tired. She likes Tannehill. She's tired of seeing him get hit. Yeah. I think a lot of people That's are. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? What'd you got? What'd you got? Uh, we'll go with, no, Lucas is not. He's busy. Lucas right is out of position. You want me, want hey, me to go? I'll, I'll you, give you, you my You just gave up gap back. integrity, Lucas. You were completely out of position on that play. Yeah, there. yeah, I yeah, did. yeah. I did, uh, like Rashawn Evans Rashawn on Evans. Sunday. <laughs> he, he unfortunately does not get does not get the game ball. No. Defensively, got to give it to Kevin Byard. I think his best game of the season. Oh. Forced a couple turnovers. His first career NFL touchdown, which I guess when you look back at it, I guess it, it is. That's that what is he said hard after the game. Believe. Yeah, with all the interceptions, you would have thought he would have ran one back. But oh, his first man, that was the only down. notch I had on him. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, laid a big hit on Trevor Lawrence at the goal line. He was all over the place. So, for me, it's Kevin Byard. Special teams, I know we missed an extra point, but just on how bad the kickers were all day on Sunday, I'm just going to give it to Randy Bullock for not being worse because it was Considering what's out bad. there and what's going on in the league. 25 combined missed extra points yeah. and field goals. It's the most in NFL history. 13 missed extra points, mm. and it didn't stop us. It happened on Monday, too. Rodrigo Blankenship looked like he was in timeout with that shot on the bench. I'm worried about that guy. I'm just going to say it. He he looked like there's, uh, they said he had some kind of hip ailment. Yeah. He looked like he – some something was going on. Yeah, with he, that was, he was on over there on the ground meditating. Man, it looked like to me, <laughs> looked like a little kid in timeout. I hope oh, he's man. okay. But yeah, I'm a big, big uh, fan of uh, Blankenship. I loved him with the goggles there at Georgia. Oh, me too. <laughs> that was awesome when he used to run on the field. Hey man, you got to have your brand. His brand, goggles. Yeah. Well, until you start missing, then it's like, oh, well, buddy, then your brand is better get lacing. Well, what was going on yeah, too yeah, in that game when they had goggles. the other guy kicking, and then he came on when they got the penalty to kick? Was he already in the locker room or something? In the in the uh, Ravens Colts game, you saw that. You saying when they right brought before in, half uh, when they brought in the Sanchez? Yeah, the other kicker kicked yeah. first. And he missed, and then it was a penalty. <laughs> right. Then they uh, put Blankenship in. I don't know. I think kick. the broadcast team was talking about it like they didn't trust Blankenship's range from there. He was huh? nursing some kind of hip ailment. They said oh, in the broadcast. Maybe that's right. He yeah. came in and kicked it, it was, right down the. It gut. was funny because sure Naheem Hines was the holder on that kick. Have you ever seen a right, running that's back? What I said. It looked like they ran into the locker room or something. Like <laughs> oh, they were missing her. I don't that's know. Kevin Dyson stuff. Like we're doing the pregame show, and Kevin's like, "Well, I was the holder." What? <laughs> it's like one day we're talking about Rick Majerus. He's like, yeah, "I played for him." We're like, "When?" He's like, "Well, I played basketball too." My first. Uh, you what? Call, yeah. What are we doing? But here? have you ever yeah, Rick seen? Rick Majerus asked me to come out for the team at Ball State, though. I said no. Oh, both of you had Rick Majerus in common. Yeah, I forget right. about that. Have either of you ever seen a running back as a holder in the NFL? I've never seen that. No. Naheem Hines was holding for uh, somebody who has uh, really good hands, and he does return uh, punts and kicks. So he has great hands. James, all his fingers, he can't hurt the Titans again. Yeah. Uh, who, who you got? Uh, oh. Was that everybody, Lucas? Did you get? Uh, through I guess your... Marcus Johnson offensively. Just... Oh, oh, Marcus Johnson! Man, you took mine. That's who I was somebody. going with. <laughs> I was going with Marcus Johnson. I was going with Harold Landry. Uh, it pains me. I just want to be different than Lucas. Uh, you know, for the the Bayard, uh, and I do know how to pronounce his name there, Tiki Barber. Bayard. Uh, Bayard. So Landry with two sacks, and he's played phenomenal. I, I'm trying not to give it to the same guy, but he he stood out. Then just the whole special team group putting. Uh, Oh, Nagnu uh, to uh, in check. That, that was huge. Dude's got guys, a rocket special, at his rear end. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a special returner. So, yeah. All Marcus right. Johnson, though, is my guy. Dang, Lucas. You... All right, I'm going to pick you Look ahead of my Lucas. notes. Lucas will go last next week, so he can't pick your guy. Uh, I know we're about to hear the Eagles, and we got to send 3HL to the football feast. Uh, Derrick Henry, 29 for 133 touchdowns. We could just name the award after him and start giving it to other people. Bayard, just like Lucas, because he stole my guy. And uh, not Joe Jonas. But Joe Jones, a linebacker, his first action, three special teams touchdowns, 20 special team snaps. That dude went down and hit everything that moved. On remember, he was balling in preseason. I didn't know who he was. <laughs> hey, man. Who, Joe, who was that? Remember my name.
Yep, he said, put my name on it, stamp it. I'm here for now. Remember our names, Blaine and Mickey. We'll be back tomorrow at 1, but 3HL is next. Peace! Peace! Happy Tuesday!